There's a time and a place for black and white, like when you're learning to play piano, or when you want a big two-toned cookie, or when shopping for a pet zebra. But if you want to attract customers, there's no room for black and white, so go to Staples. Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing, from banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11 10, 18. Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details. Blog Talk Radio. Oh, mama, I'm in fear for my life from the long arm of the law. Got miles to go before we sleep. Lawman is putting into my running and I'm so far from my We will not go gently. We're going to unleash hell here in December. Oh, mama, I can hear you crying. You're so scared and all alone. Hey, somebody fix this guy's buckle. I don't even play football. Coming down from the gallows and I don't have very long. If you add that extra 10, 10,080 in a week just for the unit, you, know, okay. you know, you all keep in score at home. So in that little bit of time, in 10,080 minutes, either one or two things are going to happen. Either Sammy Coates is going to be back deep getting ready to receive the opening kickoff as he was named the uh, number one kick returner for the Pittsburgh Steelers for week one in the uh, – in, on the depth chart, or Chris Boswell is about to uh, boom one deep to the Washington Redskins, and I cannot wait. It seems like we've been talking about this so long, and it's finally here. It feels like just you know, it feels like Christmas Eve for me, but we just have seven nights waiting for Santa, and it is going to be here. And all this talk is about to uh, is about to end. All the speculation is about to end. And we're going to know for real what we have. And uh, based on the fact and fiction that we've uh, put together for tonight and what we've been talking about for the last nine, ten weeks, Zach and I, it's going to be good. That is a fact, and I will bank on that right now. That's my first fact for the night. It is going to be a great year, and I'm feeling good. We have so much to talk about. 
Zach, how are you feeling tonight on this lovely Labor Day? Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful holiday. I, I've never really understood Labor Day, um, but I do appreciate it. Any day where I get off of school is, is kind of a nice thing. Uh, so, well, you know, um, you know other- Labor Day is one of those days to uh, to uh, celebrate the fact that uh, the workforce has uh, you as a working per- person has worked hard and you get the day off. And it's a shame that more people these days do work on holidays, and especially Labor Day. But I remember when I was growing back in the dark ages of the 1980s, it seemed like nothing was open. Everything was open today. So it's, I'd love to see us get back to um, back to the roots of it being, you know, for the the working man and woman out there and give them that day off. Um, something interesting that has happened here in Maryland, the uh, the uh, governor passed a bill last week that uh, kids will not be back to school in Maryland until after Labor Day now to give them back their summer. So that's something really interesting. I would love to see uh, the working class get that Labor Day off too. But enough about that. Enough of my – I'm down for my toolbox. I just want to touch really quick on something you said there. So I was in the uh, the Maryland school district for the majority of my education, you know, left Pittsburgh at a young age. Um, and I just want to say that that is complete nonsense, that that did not happen while I was still at school. Yeah, well, you know, you know, it's funny. Now, growing up in Pennsylvania, I uh, it was basically just a couple of days before Labor Day and we went back. And I know I have a nephew in Pennsylvania, in uh, Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, and I think uh, they went back about a week and a half before Labor Day. I know my my kids here in Maryland went back on the 17th. I have friends in in uh, the state of Indiana where they went back August 1st. So it seems like those summers are dwindling and dwindling more and more, and you know they don't have the, the school. So I agree with you. They don't have that summer, excuse me. They're they're back in school, and it seems like um, it was going to get to the point where they had July off, and that was it. So yeah. I'm glad to see that. You know, one thing I do miss, we're talking about Labor Day. I miss the NFL weekend starting on Labor Day. That's something that when oh, I was yeah. growing up, that Sunday of Labor Day, that's when it started. And you were always at a picnic, and there was always a bunch of people watching the Steelers on Labor Day weekend. And uh, it was awesome. Uh, I miss those days, but I don't think that's ever coming back. But then again, you never know. Yeah, and you know, Brian, I mean, as more and more people, you know, kind of embrace the uh, the Labor Day tradition or more and more school systems embrace it as well, um, I'm hoping that sort of becomes a universal thing because it, it was great as a, as a young kid to be able uh, to to stay out you know, play and explore during summer, but obviously summer pretty much ended for you around August 18th, 19th, at least for me it did, which I felt was far too early. So hopefully my children get to see that, but, you know, also hopefully I don't have children for a very long time. Well, you know, if you do, they need to be like mine, and within 10 minutes of their life and their time on this earth, they will be wrapped in a terrible towel like my two were. And that is another fact. The first words I shall speak to my child will not even be me. They will be Myron Cope over the uh, <laughs> over the Yoy. radio played into their ear. 
Oh, you know what's funny, and I I know we're getting away from the fact of fiction, but I played my kids highlights because you know my my uh, first son was uh, born in 2007, so I had gotten this. Uh, it was a bottle opener that had Steeler highlights from Super Bowl 40 on it. So I would put it up to my wife's belly and play those highlights over and over. I'm surprised that my son's first word were. Uh, this is a Steelers lunat maniac haven <laughs> from the words of Phil Hillgrove, Hillgrove from, uh, from that Super Bowl when Heinz Ward uh, received the ball from Antoine Randall L on that trick play. I'm getting choked up. I can't even speak thinking about it. It was so awesome. But I And Willie Parker's 75-yard run, my son heard those over and over and over again. And my wife was a good sport. She just let me do it. But uh, that's a good thing to do. You've got to start them early. Oh, and yes, we absolutely. have that luxury growing up in Steeler-mad areas. So let's get into the fact or fiction. And let's mention to you, too, that uh, you know we're going to talk statements, especially about the uh, 53-man roster cuts, about what's going to happen up in the, uh, what's gonna happen in the opening uh, season and the upcoming season. And you can join in with us. So feel free to call at 347-850-8581. But wait until the end of the six-pack, and that's when we will answer calls. But we would love to hear from you, so be sure to do that. And once again, the show is brought to you by Behind the Still Curtain. For all of your up-to-minute Steeler-breaking news, commentaries, um, anything that you want, it's on behind the still curtain, and you will always you can always count on waking up and seeing four or five great articles right off the bat every morning. Um, talented staff and uh, great great direction and great news. So make sure you check out behind the still curtain. It's one of the best, if not the best, in my mind. So Zach, let's get started, and let's, let's start do the it. six pack right now with number one and talk about probably the biggest news. Uh, maybe about uh, two years too late for some people, but uh, maybe just right on time. So number one, a change of scenery will not change the football fortunes of the newly acquired Justin Gilbert. Fact or fiction? I'm going to say fact on this one. Listen, Gilbert is a former top ten pick. What more do I need to say to you? This kid is still very talented. Um, and can really play in an elite way. And I'm looking forward to see what he can bring to the cornerback position there in Pittsburgh, especially since we've been talking about it all offseason, Brian, how weak the secondary was last year. How does a guy like this come in and, you know, supposedly rock the boat at all? I mean, unless he has some sort of locker room feud, this is only a good move for the Steelers. This was low risk. High reward the whole way. I really like what Gilbert can bring to the table. He was electrifying at OK State. I mean, a lot of people forget about how rigorous and talented this guy was and sought after by a lot of NFL teams. Uh, So I'm really looking forward to seeing him there. I think he's going to fit in just fine. Listen, he's got to work for a starting spot just like everybody else, but I think he is going to get one eventually. I will say fact. This guy is going to turn it around, and he's going to turn it around in Pittsburgh, and it is the greatest place to go. Fantastic locker room full of great leaders. You have Cam Hayward in there on the defensive side. You have James Harrison. Debo was one of the best leaders, and, those are, and William Gay is a very good leader. He's, going to be, he's already second on the depth chart. He's going to get a chance to play, and 
he's going to be in an environment where he will be taught the right way. Let's face it, Justin Gilbert has not had a great environment in college or in the pros to play in. He he was wearing orange in a in college in Oklahoma, at Oklahoma State, and he was wearing orange in the pros. Maybe, you know, when you wear orange and orange, maybe that just leads to orange in prison. I don't know. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is uh, and no offense to the orange man, I'm not talking about them in Syracuse there. But what I'm saying is this guy just didn't have the direction. Oklahoma State. With a head coach that they have there, you know, I'm a man, that guy. You know, that's just a mess over there. I, You know, that program is – there's no direction whatsoever. And then he comes to the pros where in Cleveland they draft Johnny Manziel and Justin Gilbert in the first round that year. And those guys had no background. You know, I would like I would even think a guy like Manziel in a better football environment would probably have done better. But Cleveland is a wasteland, and that's not just because they're, they're rivals. It's not anything about the city. Cleveland football is a wasteland right now. That is just a terrible place for players' careers to go to die. So this guy, he has a new awakening. He has a new lease on life coming to Pittsburgh, being on a Super Bowl contender right away, and he has the talent. And he's going to get a chance to play. He has good coaches around him, a great coordinator and um just a fantastic defensive coordinator there so they are going to be good and i'm really excited about this team brian can we both agree in an off-season slewed with bad stuff like whether it be levy on bell or we're going to be talking about bud Dupree's injury a little bit later but in in an off-season of bad things this seems to be the uh, the gem in the rough here. Uh, this really seems to be a phenomenal piece. I I really like this sign. I don't know. I don't think I've talked to a single Steeler fan who doesn't like it so far. Yeah, you know what? I mean, there there are some comments on every message board because a lot of people do hide behind their keyboards and they're complaining about it. But they're the same people that have been complaining that the Steelers have to do something to fix the secondary. Look. They are doing stuff to fix that secondary. They have been trying. They brought in Cockrell last year, which was a great find on, uh, on cutdown day. They brought him in, and he played very well, and he's going to continue to play well in, in Pittsburgh. Now, this guy, you get, when I heard it, I was, uh, I was out, and I ran into uh, – in fact, I, I ran into uh, our editor, Jeff. And he said, did you hear about the Gilbert deal? I'm like, what deal? And he told me. And when I found out that it was a sixth-round pick in 2018, I was like, that's nothing. You know, a lot can happen in two years. But if this guy plays well, it's high reward. You're not risking anything whatsoever. If you, you have sixth-round picks that don't make the team, and I don't want to hear it, that giving away a sixth-round pick is like giving away – Antonio Brown, who was a six-round pick, because that guy is an enigma for a six-round pick. That does not happen uh, very often to have one of the best players in the league picked in the sixth round. So this guy, great opportunity for him, great opportunity for the Steelers to bring a guy like this. I know how bummed I was in 2015 when the Steelers did not pick high enough to get him. 
Now, they got Ryan Shazier that, that year. Now to think that they have Ryan Shazier and Justin Gilbert from that draft on the same defense, that's pretty exciting. So, I mean, two years in the league with some injuries in there, too. It's not like it was all bust. You had some injuries in there, too. This is a great opportunity for him. Throw in a returning Senquez Golson in maybe about six weeks. Throw in Artie Burns, who we'll talk about later. And throw in Sean Davis and Ross Cockrell from last year. Returning William Gay. I love what this defensive backfield could be. And that's just the corners alone. This is great news. Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. So, Zach, with, with us agreeing on that, let's go to another new addition for number two. So, fact or fiction, Zach, another Zach, Zach Mettenberger, will supplant Landry Jones as the number two quarterback behind Ben Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh. Well, fact first off, Brian, I think you meant to say Aaron Rodgers. Um, and second <laughs> off... <laughs> I wasn't going to do that to you this week, but, but yeah, now you're doing it to yourself, you know my man. I had to egg myself on there a little bit. Um, <laughs> so let me, let me just say this. Um, Wait, let me ask you a question say, real quick. Sure. Let me, let me interrupt you and ask you a question. When you found out that Landry Jones has competition, were you like, were you like Jim Carrey in Dumb and Dumber, like in the corner in the fetal position with your thumb in your mouth looking for your happy place? Was it devastating? I was news not. I actually was kind of excited about this sign because I think we've seen <laughs> Mettenberger step up in some situations, and Landry Jones has certainly not been doing that right now. Um, so I will call this a fact. I, I think, you know, Mettenberger is going to end up being the backup here. Listen, this is a guy who took over in Tennessee when he needed to. He did his stuff. Uh, he was phenomenal at LSU for a number of years. Uh, there was a lot of really good things, and Les Miles has been one of his biggest advocates. I really have a lot of confidence in this guy to step in and be a competent backup. He won games with Tennessee. It's just how it went. He went in there with a horrible roster, made the most of opportunities, and ended up winning a few games for them. That being said, is it going to be a drastic move if Landry Jones takes over for him as the backup later in the year? Of course not. I think that there's a lot of room to grow for Jones. I've been saying this for a long time. However, come week one, number two on that depth chart, Zach Mettenberger. Book it right now. Okay. I, I, I like your confidence. I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to say fiction. I think they're going to give Landry Jones every opportunity to keep the job for a few reasons. One, I feel like they, they feel like they need to save face with this guy. Like I've said that all along. But 
what I think they're going to do is he knows the playbook. He has stepped in. He has the confidence in himself to step in. And I'm, I think he's going to get every opportunity to be the number two guy. Zach Mettenberger needs to learn the system a little bit more. I think eventually in 2000, um, late 2016, 2017, Zach Mettenberger will be the guy. But at this point, if he's coming in as number three, I hope he stays number three this year. And I'll tell you why. Because that means Landry Jones comes in and is horrendous. And at that point, if he comes in and is horrendous, we're going to lose some games in Pittsburgh. And in the landscape of the NFL these days, you don't have to lose Ben Roethlisberger for an entire year. If you just lose him for two or three games, it's dangerous to your playoff hopes. Now, the Steelers will have a better chance, I believe, with Zach Mettenberger. But right now, Landry Jones is the incumbent, and he has to lose that job. And that's what's going to happen there. Um, so you're going to see Landry Jones as number two, and Zach Mettenberger is number three. Now, in 2017, I think it's opposite of that. I think Zach Mettenberger will win the number two job outright next year in camp. But for 2016, I'm just glad he's here. Well, hey, you know, we got a long year to see whether or not that actually works and whether or not Jones can actually come up in the clutch and not play as he did in week two of that preseason game. You know, and, and hopefully we don't see him at all. We don't see either one of them at all and don't need to. Love to see Ben go 16 and have those guys looking good on the sidelines and backwards hats and clipboards. That's what I want to see. Um, so I'm hoping that we don't see those guys whatsoever like everybody does, but I love the idea. I love the signing. Now we've got a double burger at quarterback in Pittsburgh. I'm sure you've heard that joke. Um, I'm proud of that one. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, it, it's, it's nice to have that there. Um, I love what this guy can do. I thought he was a, uh, I thought he was a good quarterback on a bad team when he came up as a rookie and, uh, and gave the Steelers absolute fits. And uh, who was his coach? His head coach was Mike Munchak. So a lot of people uh, don't realize that he's being reunited with his head coach from way back that way back when. And, you know, this is a guy that in March, Steelers put a waiver claim on him, but couldn't get him because of San Diego. And a funny thing, a lot of, what a lot of people don't know is Minnesota put a waiver claim on him, and Pittsburgh, and this doesn't happen very often, Pittsburgh beat somebody to a waiver claim. And, you know, the quarterback situation in Minnesota right now is horrendous. Luckily, they were able to make a deal and bring in a guy like Sam Bradford to go ahead and play because that's just a sad situation with Bridgewater going down and just a devastating injury. But um, they had eyes on Zach Mettenberger. So with Pittsburgh getting a chance to bring this guy in, this is bolstering the death. So one thing we've been crying about, we've been wanting and waiting for the entire time of this podcast, is to upgrade the secondary, especially at cornerback, and upgrade the backup quarterback. And that's exactly what they did. So for these two deals, I'm going to throw in another fact. Kudos to the management. Kudos to Kevin Colbert for getting this done, for upgrading, upgrading the team. That's why he's been here for about 16 years and why he is untouchable. And he is one of the best in the business as a general manager in football. Well, interestingly enough, you mentioned the Vikings putting a claim out there for him. The Vikings 
are also maybe to looking to sign another former Steeler, Mike Vick, right now to address their quarterback situation. So he could be off the board as well. Uh, so maybe a little bit of flip flop there. <laughs> That's uh, I tell you what, I'll, I'll make that deal. You know, six days a week and twice on Sundays. I'm telling you what. I mean, I'd rather have Zach Mettenberger than than Mike Vick. Um, Mike Vick did get us a, a win against San Diego last year. Gave us a lot of heartburn last year. Um, but I I like the upside of a very young Zach Mettenberger coming in to be the backup for the next couple of years. And this is the kind of guy that they could sign and uh, keep. And we've been saying right right all along that we want a Charlie Batch. We want a backup quarterback that's going to be reliable and be there for 10 years. This is the kind of guy that could be that long-term backup quarterback in Pittsburgh. So with that being said, Zach, we are at the third, we're about 33% way, oh gosh, I'm messing this up already. We're, <laughs> we're not at the halfway point. We're at the uh, one-third point of the show, and we are going to pause for a word from our sponsor. Welcome back to Steelers Six-Pack of Factor Fiction. I'm Brian Davis along with Zach Parnes. We have already tackled two in the six-pack as we get ready for the season opening next week. It's really exciting. And injury news coming out that wasn't so exciting. And all this hoopla was Bud Dupree having to be put on the injured reserve. But will Bud Dupree's injury pave way for other guys? Definitely. So Factor Fiction, Zach. Bud Dupree's injury will make Arthur Motes a star in Pittsburgh. You know, I go with fiction, Brian. I have a lot of faith in Arthur Motes. I like him. Star, I think, is too much. I I don't think he can live up to that expectation. I think he will step in and have a solid first half of the season. But I think the second Dupree is back and ready to play again, we're going to be seeing Bud Dupree getting all of those snaps, and it's not going to be Arthur Motes. Listen, he's a very competent linebacker. But he is just not the useful talent that Bud Dupree is right now. The Steelers spent a first-round pick on this guy. They are going to want to invest more time in him, especially once he's healthy and ready to play. It's a shame that it ha- you know, an injury like this had to happen to him so early uh, in his career, but hopefully he comes back better and um, you know, ready to perform once again for this Steelers linebacking core that already is one of the best in the league. Okay, I am not going to say fact either, but I am going to say a very weak fiction. In fact, I think this is going to open the door for two guys, Arthur Motes and Anthony Ciccolo. Now, if you watch the game against Carolina, especially the first half, Arthur Motes and before he got hurt, Anthony Ciccolo were complete men among boys on that defense, along with another guy, LJ Fort. Now, Motes and Ciccolo at that linebacker position, sure, they were playing a lot of second stringers um, on Carolina. But those guys were in the defensive backfield the entire time. Motes had two sacks. Ciccolo had one and a half sacks. They were amazing. And they have a motor that would not stop. Arthur Motes is a quality citizen in that locker room. And when he plays, when he's in there, you always hear number 55 being called. He's always around the ball. He's one of those guys that can start in a lot of NFL cities. Um, will he start here? Well, he's going to start here at least the first six weeks of the season, and Chicolo's going to get a lot, of, a lot of playing time too, even though um, he did suffer an injury, but I think he's going to be okay. Um, it's not serious enough to even warrant any discussion on him from what I understand. 
But Moats, you're going to be pleasantly surprised with what he's doing. A star, yeah, that's that's pretty much a stretch. But Moats is going to be a guy that could hold down the fort. And what better guy could hold down a fort than a guy named Moats? <laughs> That's a horrible And oh my gosh, I just thought of something. And we've got a guy named Fort, too, who I just mentioned on that defense, at linebacker. We've got Fort and Moats. Yeah. Now we need the knights that they need. Now all we need is a a knight, a king, and a queen, and we're like halfway there. Yep, if if those knights can say knee, then we're really in business. Oh my god, a Monty Python reference? Yeah, (laughs) you got it. What if, wait, they are petrified. They want, they want, um, you know. Let me put it this way. Let me stick on the topic of the Monty Python thing, and say that getting Arthur Moats to try to produce like Bud Dupree is going to be like cutting down a tree with a herring. They're not going to be able to do it. <laughs> well, I think, uh, I think he's gonna. I, th- I think he's really gonna step in and play well, and I'm really excited. Um, if anybody's going to go down, the depth at linebacker is a lot better than uh, what we know. With When you have guys like Arthur Motes, Anthony Ciccolo, L.J. Fort, and Vince Williams not in the starting lineup, those are guys that can start in a lot of places as far as I'm concerned. L.J. Fort was a man among boys the other day, nine or ten tackles in the first half. I mean, he was amazing. This This team is getting deeper and deeper. As they go, and I was thinking that uh, depth was going to be a problem on the defense, but I'm really liking what I see among Keith Butler's boys right now. So uh, we'll we'll agree, fiction, but I'm saying we'll fiction. I, I think we're going to be glad to see Moats in there. So Zach, let's move on to number four, and it's something we talked about all year, excuse me, all off season, thinking that this was the guy that was going to get his deal. But now I'm not so sure. So number four, factor fiction, David DeCastro gets a new deal in the next seven days. Yeah. Fiction here, Brian, I I'm with you. I don't know if he's going to get the deal as soon as he thinks, um, you know, there's been a lot of contract negotiation uh, nonsense going around in the league right now. And, and I think that his poor performance in the preseason all around doesn't really warrant him an immediate deal. I, I think we got to see several weeks of play out of this guy before we actually give him the contract that is necessary. Listen, he's got one job this year, one job, protect Ben Roethlisberger. If he can do that efficiently in the first three weeks and not give up the sacks and the letdowns that he had earlier in this preseason, then, yeah, he will get that deal. But it's not going to happen in seven days' time. I, it's just too soon. I am going to uh, disagree with you on this one. I'm going to say fact he's going to get that deal. Two years ago when uh, Pittsburgh got ready, right before they opened the season against the Cleveland Browns, two guys got deals that uh, the night before or the morning of, and it was Marcus Gilbert and, uh, dare I say, Cortez Allen. And at the time it seemed like a good idea. Then Then he just got just got torched in that in that opening game in the entire season and it was just a disaster from there but they will go right up to the uh to the last minute on this but they're going to get it done because once kickoff starts you know this team the Rooney's Kevin Colbert they're like we're not negotiating in the middle of the season but they'll do it right at the 11th hour 
and it's going to get done because this guy is. Uh, I mean, you can say what you can, what do you want about his uh, his preseason play? I don't think it was as bad as uh, as what you've noticed. But I think this is a guy that is an anchor of that offensive line. I think he is the guy there. Um, that that's go that's the one solid player, and he's the one guy that you want to wrap up and keep around. And so I think it's going to happen. They've been moving they've been moving money all around. You know the Antonio Brown deal. The uh, his restructure is going to save money, and uh, some of that money is going to go towards David DeCastro too. So it's going to happen. He is I th- think he's the last guy to get a deal, but he will be getting a deal. I'm going to say book it on that one. Fact. Well, you know, I, I think there is an importance of signing O-linemen, especially in Pittsburgh where the O-line has not been particularly great in the last 15 years. But I will say this. DeCastro didn't look so hot in the preseason. You've seen some injury concerns from this guy. I think you've got to wait a few weeks before you give him the money. I, I, that's just my opinion on that. Okay, well, we will agree to disagree. That's the first one that we're really butting heads on tonight, and I just, uh, I just don't see it. I think that's a guy that uh, that Ben wants around, the the team wants around, and they're going to make it happen. Um, I don't think it's contingent um, on a preseason because in the preseason, you know, you know what you have on those guys. You're not really testing them. Um, a lot of it is trying not to get hurt in the preseason and um, for, for the veterans. In fact, we don't want to see those guys in the preseason. Um, so at this point, I'm not worried about David DeCastro. I think we've seen what we need to see from him in the last four years, and uh, I think he's going to be just fine, and uh, they believe it too. So they're going to sign him, and once again, fact. So, Zach, at this point, we are two-thirds away from finishing this six-pack, and we want to hear from our friends out there. So be sure to call in 347-850-8581. Once again, Steeler Six-Pack of Factor Fiction is brought to you by Behind the Steel Curtain. Make sure you check them out for everything Steelers. Now, we are going to pause for a moment from a sponsor. And welcome back to Steelers Six-Pack of Fact or Fiction. As the Steelers season is only seven days a week, I'm Brian Davis, along with Zach Parnes, and we are discussing bold statements regarding the Pittsburgh Steelers and whether they are fact or fiction. And so far, Zach and I have agreed and disagreed, and especially on the last one regarding David DeGastro, we vehemently disagreed with each other. But I think this next one is one that we are both going to completely agree on, So number five, in the season opener against the Washington Redskins, D'Angelo Williams rushes for over 100 yards. Fact or fiction? You know, I go fact on this one here. Um, I like him a lot. I think D'Angelo Williams brings a ton to the table here. Uh, You know, we saw him fill in last year for Le'Veon Bell, and he just really did a phenomenal job in those games missing. He knows the offense very well. Uh, he seems confident with the O-line. It, it, he could be a starter on this team if he wanted to be. Um, that being said, I'm very much uh, looking forward to seeing what sort of, you know, onslaught the Redskins put against him. But I don't think there's going to be much because I'll tell you this. The Redskins were bottom six in the league last year. They were 26 out of 32 teams. 
in rushing yards allowed per game. They gave up 122 yards a game. I don't see why there's no reason that D'Angelo Williams can't get in there and just run for over 100. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think he's going to be doing anything smashing, or anything smashing, excuse me, where he's going to run for 150. But definitely look for that 110 to 135 range. I think we're going to see it coming. You know what? I am going to speak in all caps and exclamation points when I say fact. D'Angelo Williams is going to rush for 100 yards in the opener, bar, bar none, for exactly everything that you just said. Except for I'm going to disagree with you on one thing. You said D'Angelo Williams would be the starter if he wanted to be. D'Angelo Williams wants to be the starter in Pittsburgh and could be the starter in Pittsburgh. He's just behind a guy named Le'Veon Bell. And the only reason he's playing right now is the fact that Bell is suspended. That's how dynamic he is. Yes, he could start for almost every team in the National Football League right now. This is how well this guy is playing. If he stays healthy, he's going to be dynamic. Last year, he would have been one of the best running backs fantasy-wise and in the league's stat department at running back. The only reason he wasn't, the only reason he was shy of 1,000 yards is because Le'Veon Bell came back. And when he got hurt, it's n- they didn't really lose much of a beat there. Just for the fact, now, they lost a little bit because D'Angelo can't do what Le'Veon Bell does, but he does 90 to 95% of what Le'Veon Bell does for that team with all the weapons they have. So I'm going to say this as another fact. D'Angelo Williams right now is the best backup running back in the National Football League, and having him there just completely eases the sting of a Le'Veon Bell three-game suspension. So fact, 100 yards. Fact, I'm going to go as far to say two touchdowns from D'Angelo Williams next week also. Yeah, you know, I'm hoping that he can get in the end zone as well, and I'm really hoping that the Steelers can put a nice little onslaught on uh, Washington. But but don't forget, last year, D'Angelo Williams, he comes out of the gate, um, you know, people were a little bit, you know, nervous, and he showed us all up. I don't think we have any reason to really worry with this guy. He's a seasoned veteran. He's going into his 11th season. Like, he, he has been around this block before. I, I have nothing but high hopes for him. Well, I agree with you 100%, I, and I love his candor. I love what he does in the community of Pittsburgh. I just love everything about D'Angelo Williams. And um, on social media, even um, seeing his, uh, his post on Facebook about what he does as a father, the guy is an all-around class act. I'm glad he's in Pittsburgh. I wish he was here. Hey, I wish he was a guy that, that was a, a career stealer because he seems like a stealer. He's one of those guys that you're proud to have on the team, um, just to have him in the community in the locker room. But when he gets on the field, doesn't miss a beat. This guy has been one of the best Steeler acquisitions in the last 10 years. I would say that. And um, maybe in the entire free agent period, um, probably one of the best, um, with Kevin Green being the the ultimate free agent acquisition in 1993. I think D'Angelo Williams is up there, and that's something we could talk about another time. I'd love to open up that conversation because that would be fun. But this guy is going to rush for his 100 yards next week. And uh, actually, if you have him on your fantasy fantasy team, I'm saying start him. Yeah, and there's no reason not to start him from a fantasy perspective. Uh, you know, he can do a lot for you. Um, you know, I think it's a very low-risk, high-reward sort of start. Listen, the guy's going to rush for at least 50 yards. 
I mean, the Redskins, like I said, bad run defense. Bad run defense. So the Steelers are going to exploit that naturally. And Steeler football, classic run and gun, man. Got to keep it on the ground to start, though. Exactly. And, I, you know, I think that's what they're going to be doing. Uh, Jeff Hartman was on a Washington radio station last week, and uh, the host he was talking to when he was being interviewed about the Steelers, um, he was suggesting that it was going to be a shootout. Uh, I don't think so. I've uh, that's something I just really don't. Uh, I know how uh, how low ranked the Steeler defense has been, but I don't think this is going to be a shootout at all. I'm feeling pretty confident that uh, the Steelers are going to run into this home game. And when I say a home game, when they go to Washington D.C., there's more black and gold than burgundy and gold. Um, so, for that being said, I just wish I was going to be in the stands too, being so close to where I am right now, but they're going to go in and just run rough shot for the opener is what I'm thinking, but that's that's uh, that's another fact, too, that I, I guess I'm I'm getting beyond the beyond the uh, the statement, but uh, D'Angelo Williams, 100 yards, book it. I think uh, that's one that you and I are just emphatic about. It's going to happen next week, and I will be shocked if it doesn't. So let's go to another player and one that there has been so much speculation about, so much excitement about, and so much concern about as we open up number six in the six-pack. After only one preseason game, Artie Burns has erased all doubt regarding regarding his being a worthy first-round selection. Is that fact, fact, or is that fiction? You know, I I really don't know how to feel about this. I, I am... I think that Artie Burns I, – I don't know why there's a lot of doubt surrounding Artie Burns. This guy is a stud. Listen, he was fantastic at Miami. I, you know, we've talked about him a good bit on this show, and there seems to be all this controversy. And I just don't think it's a thing anymore. I think we just have to accept that this kid is ready to play, and he's ready to play at an elite level. Yes, he has erased all of the doubt. Fact, without a doubt in my mind, he's going to get out there. He's going to get his actual reps on the field, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do in black and yellow, especially against some of those Eagles, against some of those Redskins wide receivers. I'm sticking to the NFC East there. Some of those wide receivers, including guys like Pierre Garçon, he's going to be matching up against him a few times during the game. I'm pumped. Artie Burns should be too. He, he's been working hard. You know what? I'm going to shock you, Zach, here. I don't know if you know what's coming, but I think I'm going to shock you. I'm going to say fact too. I think he's erased out. We just needed to see him play. There was concern, though, and there was legitimate concern. He was getting burned, albeit by the best receiver in football. He was, uh, he was looking lackluster in camp, and then all of a sudden he's not playing. And that could really set a guy back. And for him to come in in his first preseason game and look as good as he did in that first half, I was impressed. I... Uh, it made me feel better about the pick. Now, look, Artie Burns being the sixth cornerback off the, off the board, but being a first-rounder, there is going to be a lot of talk about whether he was a worthy first-round selection. I think he's going to prove that he's a, first round, uh, a worthy first-round selection, and I think he's already started to do so. So, you know, my doubt is gone, but I don't expect him to just be playing at uh, Rod Woodson all-pro caliber, after uh, after one preseason game, I still think he's going to have a lot of ups and downs 
in 2016, and that's to be expected, especially especially a, a guy at that position. But I feel a whole lot better about Artie Burns at this point. So I am going to agree with you and say fact. However, I'm going to take something out of what you just said, and I'm going to chastise you as an old Steeler fan. And uh, being 44 now, I consider myself an old Steeler fan. And you're a young gun, and one thing that traditional Steeler fans hate more than anything, with all apologies, nah, in fact, no apologies to Lil Wayne. Or not Lil Wayne, whoever did it. I, I don't even care. <laughs> it's black and yellow. It's black and gold. Black and gold. I'm going to say it right oh, now, and it, it wasn't, it wasn't Little Wayne. It was what was that guy's name? Wiz Khalifa, man. Come on, Wiz Khalifa, the Pittsburgh guy. Yeah, okay. Sorry, Wiz. Don't hurt Listen, me. Listen, man. He went. He went to Alderite High School. Like the man is born in Pittsburgh. He clearly knows his black and gold. But does that sound as catchy? And think about that. Sing it right now. Black and gold. Black and gold. Black and no, that doesn't sound good. Black and yellow just rolled off the tongue, man. Yeah, it rolls off the tongue, but it's wrong. As a Steeler traditionalist, it is wrong. It is not. I, I tell you what, I'd like to see that phone light up, and that's the one thing that I want to hear, whether you think it's black and gold or whether you think black and yellow is acceptable. 347-850-8581. Please feel free to chime in. Love to hear from you. I, I just don't like black and yellow. I just don't. I mean, it is a catchy tune. But you got to know me. I'm an 80s music guy. So I, I, I'm more of a, yeah, I'd rather hear something else. Black and yellow, sure, it sold a lot of records. But for that to try to define your football team, and when I hear black and yellow, I cringe. I'm like, no. Well, it's Gosh, funny, my grandfather would be rolling over in his grave if he heard black well, and yellow. It's funny you mentioned uh, Lil Wayne as maybe being the artist. Well, around the time of the Packers Steelers Super Bowl, Lil Wayne, a big Packers fan. Yeah, he's made a Green a song Bay fan. He Green did. and Yellow. Yeah, and that's that's what uh that's what crossed me up there. And uh, you know, if I'm a Packer fan, I I probably take a take exception to that, but then again, what do they care? They won the they won the Super Bowl that year. <laughs> yeah, but but I don't think it's green and yellow for them. I think it's green and maize. Like, you know, that Michigan it is green yellow. Is it maize? Because I know it, in Michigan it's blue and maize, but is it, oh, yeah. is it officially – okay, you know what? Official colors, this is uh, one where we got to go to the uh, – we've got to go to the old Google machine here. <laughs> and, the search uh, engine of the future, one of the greatest things of all time. Yeah, I, I, I tell you what, in fact, I'm go, I'm going to be lazy here, and you're going to hear me do this. I mean, because I really don't have a role. I don't care. Okay, wait, Our, that, that, just, that just popped up. Right. Google, the, the Packers colors, according to Google, are dark green and gold, so not dark even green. green. I figured they'd be green and gold. Yeah. Now, if you, say, if you say green and not dark green, that's acceptable. I mean, but black and gold. I mean, I, I've never seen a sign that says, love you, black and yellow. <laughs> I mean, and if not I do, least, I will Brian. probably... I'll probably break out my get you darn kids get off my lawn act and I will I will yell and I, like I said I I still consider myself a young guy at 44 but that's just uh that's just unacceptable to me. So you have been lectured my kids 
fear my lectures because they go on for about 10 to 15 minutes. We don't have the show time for me to lecture you that long, but I could. In fact, uh, Zach, you have to stay on after the show so I can talk to you more about this. <laughs> oh, absolutely. All right, let's go on to number six. That was Actually, we went on to number six. <laughs> what are you talking about? I think I drank the six-pack tonight, Zach. Um, <laughs> you've forgotten how many you've had, Brian. Yeah, so I, I think so. I mean, I've uh, – and one thing great about uh, – I was telling you before before the show, one thing great about living in Maryland is I, uh, I had to leave a bushel of crab to uh, come do the show, and I'm getting ready to go back to that bushel of crab. So I think that's what I'm thinking about. And uh, I think I, uh, another six-pack will probably be popped open as I get back out there. But with that being said, we, I mean, we discussed a lot. Um, oh, yeah. So exciting that, that the uh, season is opening up. Zach, do you have a final fact for us this evening? Absolutely. So first off, my final, my final fact of the night is not even Steeler-related. It is related to what you just said. My final fact for all of us, all of the uh, Steeler fans who do not live in Maryland, a bushel of crabs. It is a large number of crabs. You buy them by the bushel. You buy them. They are very delicious. They are Maryland blue crabs, and you can pick them. Picking crabs is an art. Please sit down with a Marylander so they can teach you how to pick crabs. And maybe just maybe for your Sunday game, watching the Steelers, Monday game, excuse me, watching the Steelers against the Washington Redskins, you yourself can have a bushel of crabs. My final fact, crabs are fantastic any time of the year, but they are best in the summer. Enjoy them while they're still good. And for everybody living on that PA Maryland line, drive down, drive over the Mason-Dixon and grab yourself a bushel because I promise it's worth your while. Yeah, there's some good stuff in Oakland, Maryland, and that's uh, right across the way. And uh, there's there's a good place to go just right there. Um, you know, I got to give you credit on your final fact. Um, I know you had very you had no time whatsoever because your final <laughs> fact this evening was supposed to be D'Angelo Williams rushes for over 100 yards in the opener. But number five was originally. We have not seen the last of Duran Grant in Pittsburgh, <laughs> but when he was picked up this afternoon by the Buffalo Bills, we couldn't go that route, so we had to call an audible, and we had to go. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that makes it a little tougher, so I'm proud of you. You worked on the fly, and I, I like to think that uh, my gluttony of crab inspired you. Um, I can't wait to get back back to it, but we still have some more time in the in the show, and I'm going to get to my final fact in the evening. And there was a poll that was put on behind the still curtain the other day. What would a player rather do, especially a Steeler player? Would they rather, you know, make a a crowd of sixty thousand people go absolutely crazy with their heroics, or silence an away crowd by beating their team? In their own, in their, in that away stadium. So, what would it be? For me, I'm going to say this. I think players would much rather, as much as they love to throw the home crowd, they would love to go into Baltimore. Pittsburgh players would love to go to Baltimore and silence those people in that crowd. Because I tell you what, I went to a game at M&T Stadium last year. It was two days after Christmas, and my entire holiday was ruined by that just disaster 
that was put on. And then it felt even worse walking out of the stadium because that, that was their Super Bowl. And they were so loud and obnoxious to everybody in the stadium. I didn't get too much of it because I, uh, I just gave the look back like you're not going to say that to me. But it was pretty ugly, especially I heard some people getting heckled on the way back. And I'm sure there were some good fest, fist fights. So I think for the Pittsburgh Steelers and definitely the Steelers fans, nothing's better than walking into another stadium, especially Baltimore, especially Cincinnati, and shutting them up and making them go home in the third quarter. If you remember in 2014, one of the greatest sights was when Pittsburgh went into a playoff contender and an eventual playoff um, participant in the Cincinnati Bengals and just demolished them. Le'Veon Bell had two touchdowns. Uh, Martavis Bryant had a long touchdown reception, and they had this long um, spiral quarter an escalator where you just saw all these ugly black and orange jerseys just vacating like there was a plague. And it was amazing, and nothing felt better. And nothing felt better as a Pittsburgh fan in the playoffs last year to see that cute little blonde girl wearing black and orange and her face painted crying because Pittsburgh just stunned the Bengals in the playoffs. So I am going to say fact that there's nothing more that a NFL player loves to do than silence that away, that, that away crowd. Yeah, you know, especially going into M&T, and I've been to that stadium a number of times, Brian, uh, the atmosphere is intense. And to win on the road oh, tonight, is absolutely huge. I will say this. They do it right. Oh, but yes. No, they hate us do. more than they, oh, we no, hate them. Is, <clears throat> Listen, Brian, it is – you know, there were days, and I think I mentioned this on the show before, where it was nice for me to go to a Ravens game with my dad when I was younger, you know, being 13, 14 years old. Now I go, and, and it gets a little aggressive, a little hostile every single time that I'm there and, and rocking a black and gold jersey. And, you know, I think that's just the general nature, of the, you know, the ferocity of the matchup between these two teams. It, it gets vicious for sure. But I agree with you. Being on the road, silencing that crowd, that's what it's all about. And I, I hope that happens uh, eight times in the regular season this year and maybe a couple, hopefully not any in the playoffs because they're home games and leading to the Super Bowl in Houston this year. So with that being said, that is the six-pack of fact or fiction for this evening. Get ready. The season is starting in less than seven days now. Seven ten next week in Landover, Maryland going to be a kickoff and the Steelers are going to be playing football and they are going to get ready to start what I think is going to be a blockbuster 2016 season it's here folks get ready get your get your menus ready for because if you're anything like me you host games we we call it Maryland Steelers Central here in Hagerstown Maryland where I have it at my house we have two Steeler bars here I have not seen them in 10 years because I have Western Pennsylvania, all Western Pennsylvania people coming to my house, and it's loaded, and we plan menus. It's a Super Bowl every week at my house, and I, I cannot wait for it. This is, what we, this is why we do this. This is why we're fans, and this is, just, this is a great feeling, knowing that the preseason is over, knowing that 53 men – are getting ready to just rock it for the black and gold, not the black and yellow, and get ready to play some balls and make us proud. So it's getting ready to happen, 
embrace it and enjoy this week like it's Christmas Eve all week long. Yeah, I'm excited, Brian. This is going to be one of the best seasons yet. Let's hope the boys in black and yellow or black and gold, depending on which way you see it, uh, end up with a win here in week one. Well, you know, I had plans for the rest of the night, but uh, I might just drive up to upstate New York just to, just to smack you on that one. <laughs> but, hey, listen, uh, you know, man, I, you I, get to call I'm, me out on the Aaron Rodgers thing. I get to call you out. <laughs> I, I, knew, I knew that was going to happen. All right, folks. Remember behind the steel curtain for everything Steelers as we lead up to the opener. Zach, have a fantastic week. You as well, Brian. Enjoy. Take care. All right. For Zach Parnes, I am Brian Anthony Davis. This was Steelers Six Pack of Fact or Fiction. Have a great week. We will see you next week with a special edition on Tuesday night where we will be doing Tuesday Night Fact or Fiction the entire year, but we will be debuting something called Monday Hangover on a special Tuesday night edition since there's a Monday night game. So uh, um, Zach, myself, and Jeff Hartman will be on the air taking your calls hopefully celebrating a fantastic Steeler win from the night before. So be sure to join us for that next week. And as always, have a fantastic Steeler black and gold week, and that is a fact. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. Or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.